I agree 100%. All right, we're live. Okay, so um, I don't know what Shelby's schedule looks like, but uh, I would like within the next month to get her on. That is up to her. I invited her four uh, times. Uh, four times? Well, I said... I, I said in one day or like well i told her i reiterated it as i was saying it i was like i'm serious come on our podcast be a guest see what well i i i assume you're intending on going there tomorrow i need this yeah that's what i was going to show you i i need this there you go um i'll send you a link obviously with a full bottle of blantons would be amazing i i like how you can put the little horses around yeah. And um, it's got a little plaque that says Blanton's. Yeah. Uh, when I build my bar in my house, I'm going to have that. Yeah, everyone likes it. I'm, I'm uh, Not to make you feel bad, but I have seen it before. Have you? And I definitely, definitely, definitely want it. Um, on the Blanton's website, they sell baseball caps. If this, you're thinking of a Christmas present for me. Like this? Yeah. I I will wear that daily in the <laughs> off season. Nice. Just so you know. All right. Um, well, now I know. I was going to get you the big Lebowski this last birthday. I was going to get you the big Lebowski freaking little pop thing, whatever they are, until yeah. I found out how much money they are. Well, Like I've the already, Jesus one? Oh, you, you found it? Well, I mean, they're like $200 if you find yes. it online. Yes. Yep. Uh, I was not I, expecting. I have, I have three of the five. You do? Yeah. That's what I thought. I couldn't remember what ones you had and what ones you did. Uh, I need uh, Maud and Jesus. Don't fuck with the Jesus. And what are the things called? Pops. Yes. That's it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. See? Yeah, they're they're limited edition guys and I'd pop that thing right out of the box and send them ne- set them next to my Walter. Nice. Um Yeah, dude, I uh I have Donnie um Lebowski and Walter. I need Maud and Jesus. Those are the only five that they make. Um that barrel top. Mm. With with the I wonder um, if it comes with the two glasses. I think it it must come with those, right? That's a good display. That would be a good one. Yeah. Especially if you mounted right it. If you could mount this to the wall though, like have some L brackets and just put it on the wall. Yeah. That'd be sick. That'd be yeah. really cool. Yeah. Or hell if you could get the whole barrel. Dude, I'm such a big fan of Blanton's, man. I'm. Well, we've got to reach out to them in Kentucky. What do they have else to do besides make bourbon and drink it? The best bourbon in the world, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, honestly. I, and I, we're not endorsed by them. I'm, I'm going to say that right now, but... I truly feel like uh, out of all of the bourbons I've tasted over the years, Blanton's is the best. That's a good. This is a good clock. 
We should hang it up in here. A full barrel top. How much is it? One twenty. Yeah. We should hang it up in here. Dots no hoop. Dots with hoop. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, that's good stuff. I really enjoy it. I, I cannot recommend this bourbon highly enough to you guys. <laughs> like, I mean. Fuck, let's spring for a gold edition. Gold is really, really hard to come by. We might need to go to Canada for that. Blanton's Gold Edition. I bet you we can order it and send it to the Idaho P.O. box, theoretically, because that's very legal, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, that's fine. Rbourbon.com. So yeah, I'm drinking So you have age. to select that, and then you go down to gold. That's an oak and honey finish. It's 103 proof which means it's 51.5% alcohol. Yep, there it uh, is. It's got a nose of rye and tobacco. Um, now, this may not mean anything to some of the people out there listening, mm-hmm. uh, but like when you really get into tasting bourbon and uh here we go whiskeys yeah and rise you can truly tell a difference um that is so pricey this particular blanton's gold is truly for somebody that can tell the difference i'm gonna say that right now if you cannot tell the difference between Jack Daniels and and Booker's or Jim Beam and Wild Turkey or whatever, you should not buy this. However, if you're looking to get in on the ground floor of a decent bourbon uh, for taste... Go with Blanton's or High West and just really spend time taking that that flavor and the scent in. Yeah. If you're, if you're looking for a high-end bourbon and then try to drop back down to Jack Daniel's. You're not going to be able to do it. You'll be disgusted with yourself. Yeah. You'll feel like a whore. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the only way I can say it. Uh, Damn, some of these states are just. Fucking I mean, like ridiculous. even even Maker's Mark, uh, although a, a, a decent priced substitute, is still not the same. I I I can't even like. The, the cedar and vanilla finish on just a regular bottle of Blanton's. Unsponsored. I'm just super passionate about this bourbon, guys. Uh, is fucking amazing. You have Blanton's Gold, which ranges from 200 to $500 a bottle. Yeah, I think these guys are just greedy. 
Yeah. Um, and then you have Black, I think, is the other one. Uh, let's see if we can find that. Uh, um, black's even more expensive. Um, Blanton. If you'd be willing to go half and half with me. There's Blanton's Black for 250 It's cheaper than the gold. If you'd be willing to go half and half, I would buy it. Okay. Um, as long as we ration it out, you can have the bottle. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yep. If if we just pour out whatever half of it is, you keep the bottle. I'm good with that. I'll put it in a fucking milk jug. I don't care. Um. No, I'd probably for that. I'd probably get one of those little glass holders. A decanter. Yeah. This is something you drink when uh, there's an asteroid headed at Earth and there's nothing we can do to stop it, man. Honestly, like, I'd have... For me, if I spend half of that, if you have one drink per every couple of podcast episodes, that's that's worth it to me, even. Uh, uh, go ahead and click on it. Uh-huh. What's what's the uh, so is it a scotch or no? It's let's it's go still to their website again. It's still a bourbon. Um. No, that's not their website. So you just want to go for Blanton's? Um, apparently, uh, John Wick drinks it. <laughs> He does, yeah. Here we go. Uh, um, so let's go to the black edition. Our, our bourbon. bourbon. Yeah. Okay, there's the gold. Gold and bl- straight. straight and black. Reserve. reserve. That's that's it. Reserve. That's it? Yeah. Special reserve. Um, it's got a, a cedar nose with a vanilla finish. It's not as strong. It's 80 proof, so that's 40% alcohol. But... I can guarantee you white pepper that this particular um, bottle of bourbon you should be able to taste every single hint of spice and wood added into it. I think the gold sounds better honestly. The oak and honey? Yeah, that that sounds really good. I mean, I'm willing to buy either. Yeah. You know how big of a fan I am. Right. Well, I mean, we'll have to get through them all eventually. Have you had straight? Straight from the barrel with a caramel nose and an oak and vanilla fission. Oh, that one sounds really good, too. The cask proof. What does so that that's mean? That's not even like... So that means they don't even test it. They just pour <laughs> it in unfiltered. So that's this is this is like raw. Yes. That might be the one to try. How much does that one cost? Plantains. What is it called? Natural? Straight. Hey, that's not bad. No. It it shouldn't really be that bad because they're not aging it for multiple years at a time. Like they are the gold or the black. So do the Plantains Black... So reserve is listed as something different. So do they not make black anymore? Because this one's two fifty, but then they also have Blanton's Black, which isn't even on their website anymore. So Blanton's Black is probably not made. Anymore. Okay, Blanton's 
black. So it might be single barrel straight. So it's probably a combination of straight and aged. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, which explains the, uh, I mean, like dumped on. Look, it's the last pour date that they have available is 2016. Yeah, 49%. Uh, so it's a little bit different. And it could be the amount of times it's, uh, what, not, is it distilled? It's not distilled. Um, th this is straight. So this is poured in the barrel and allowed to age in the barrel and then dumped straight into a bottle. Okay. Um, and, uh, so, so distilled is like a refining process so you can increase the alcohol content. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really high-end whiskeys that would be fun to try. Blood Oath. I'd be willing to give that a shot. Like, I mean, I, anything I, over a hundred dollars is they it better be worth it. Yes. And they know they probably know that, so it's. I'm guessing it's probably good. Yeah, and, and that that's the thing is like. Let's go. Normally, oh uh, my with god, a bottle of Blanton's. Um, you're you're looking at. Uh, about eighty, sixty to eighty dollars a a bottle. Fifteen year old pots. Oh, I don't know if I like that. The sour mash. Yeah, look at the price. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but I mean it's sour mash. Like even uh, even it's got that, that Jack Danny's taste to it. Exactly, and I'm not a big fan of that. It's sixteen year old gold gold wax. $3,500. It must be made of gold at that price. Bourbon. Yeah, this is this is what rich old men do. And I hope to be a rich old man sooner than later. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I've never heard of a lot of these, but... So, so here's the thing I've come across throughout my life. Is when it comes to stuff that's of quality, yeah. that's a niche environment. Uh-huh. The less you've heard of it, the better it probably is. Makes sense. Um, that that's with cycling, right? Yeah. Like so, everyone's heard of Schwinn. Fewer people have heard of uh, Trek. Forty-three-year-old Compendium Chapter Three DCS Belvini Bourbon Scotch Whiskey. Sorry. $1,800. No, $17,499. Oh, shit. They're not fucking around. $18,500. Um, originally put in the barrel in 1973, aged until this year. Jesus Christ. That is so expensive. Can I sort by price, actually? Highest to low. $30,000. Exceptional single cask, 2017. It's made in McAllen. 2017? McAllen, though. It's McAllen. Is that like a Rothschild that, shit? No, McAllen's super refined. I I mean, like, if, if you're drinking McAllen, like, you should be basically on the, on the, on point of, uh, whatever those, 
wine guys are that can like tell what kind of soil it was grown in. Well, hey, here's a cheap bottle at least of it. Ten thousand dollars. That's that. Yeah, that's sort of low and shit. My my buddy buys just the regular hundred and fifty dollar bottle of Macallan. Oh, really? They make that? Yeah. Oh, I'd be willing to try that. But Jesus Christ! Oh, they have a lot of them. Okay. Yeah, Macallan is. um, I'm not sure. Is that a whiskey? Uh, it is a Scotch. uh, No, it's a whiskey though. It's a, a style whiskey. Well, isn't anything made in Scotland? Technically, but scotch is more of like a rye. Gotcha. Blend than it is a whiskey. Okay. Um, a whiskey is more of a uh, um, Jack Daniels, Tennessee. Gotcha. Feel and bourbon's obviously Kentucky, like smoother vanilla, tobacco taste. Gotcha. Um, your whiskeys are more sour, and your scotches are more sweet. I didn't know it was illegal to to make anything. To if you have tequila, it can't be called tequila unless it was made in Mexico. Really? Legally? I thought Cody was making that shit up. I looked it up. Yep, it's true. Yeah. So I mean, like, that's really that's really the biggest difference. Is your your rice are more sweet, your whiskeys are more sour, and. Your bur- bourbons are more like they're they're more smooth. Gotcha. More, they have more of like a caramel vanilla hint to them. And brandy. Uh, brandy's completely different. I Is don't it? know much about brandy. I have a bottle of it. We could go crack it open, but I know you're in sober October what or is whatever. Brandy. Brandy <clears throat> is a spirit. Uh, produced by distilling wine. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's it's a it's a distilled form of wine. Probably got a very rum feel to it. Um, cognac is terrible. I did try abstinence at uh, absinthe. Is that what it's called? Yeah, you said abstinence. That's just not having sex. Oh well, I tried that too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it sucks. Abs. What is it called? Absinthe. Absinthe. I tried that. I had a quarter of a shot of it. The cleanest drunk i have ever felt in my life off of that yeah oh yeah it was That's just without a... the wormwood though right that, that it didn't have the wormwood like you can get in uh germany oh, yeah it wasn't like the full strength like you have to put it on a sugar cube and then you trip balls yeah this yeah, was yeah. like this was a i don't know 130 proof but it tastes like black li- it tastes god awful um it was like up there with the everclear with burning yep but the feeling afterwards is like, ooh, yeah, I'm, I'm. You I ever really want to trip balls? Truly? No, but what? Benadryl, Ambien, and absinthe. Oh god, this sounds awful. I did that on the plane back from Afghanistan. Really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't I... wake up for like thirty hours, bro. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, I remember trying to watch Dredd, Judge Dredd and I, like the current Judge Dredd, and I only remember snippets of it. Like I cannot to this day tell you what all what happened. <laughs> that fucking movie. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like uh, apparently this Continental Wine and Spirits place is the place to go. This is just a. It's called WineSearcher. dot com, and okay. it's just like a Amazon. 
of different sellers. Okay. So well, you can find anything on here. Well, I think we need to do that and um, theoretically do that. Right. And uh, get ourselves a hold of some gold and black. Let's see if they have bookers. They oh, do. Of course they that. have bookers, dude. They have a limited edition bookers even, but I bet uh, he's cheaper. Book- oh my Jesus Christ. Bookers, bookers rye limited edition. Yeah, $1,000. So, so the rye is the sweeter kind. Um, um, sorry, we've really gone into the alcohol part of this. We're not like talking about normal shit anymore. But yeah, the the rye is definitely like so. I had an opportunity today, and it was like, here you go. I was looking at buying like a decent mid shelf bourbon mm-hmm. or a decent mid shelf rye. Um, when it comes to whiskeys, I'm I'm more of a fan of the bourbon kind, as you guys know. Um, next in line would be rye, and then scotch, and then. Very, very last bottom of the barrel, pun intended, whiskey. Yep. Um, but uh, I, I went with the bourbon. I bought the bank maker's mark. But but rye definitely does have a sweeter uh, hint to it for sure. Um, I did not know Booker's made rye. I knew that they made bourbon. I've got a bottle of it out there. Well, a third of a bottle. And it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's lasted me, what, like that bottle's lasted me, what, like four months, five months? Something like that, yeah. Um, this, for those of you who want a uh, vodka, uh, the only reason Ruski I found it. Standard. Russian so, standard. Russian standard, yeah. Um, Ruski standard. No. So, when I, okay, I'll buy this on when I'm done with this month, but this is what the Russians buy. The only reason I knew about this was I was buying vodka back clear when I first started drinking, and a guy at the liquor store said, if you want a good one, go get this. He's like, the Russians come in here every Friday and buy my whole stock. I'm like, okay, all right. So, I went and tried it phenomenal nice phenomenal i mean look at this guy like fucking rasputin dude yeah dude this guy's this guy got locked up and fucking he learned how to make vodka out of his feces while he was serving prison yeah (laughs) um yeah made with like the finest wheat and glacier water apparently it's honestly not even expensive Really? It's like, this bottle was like $17. So it's not even like Grey Goose or Belvedere? It's better. It it tastes better than Grey Goose, though. Really? Yeah. Yeah. See, see, for me, I, I don't have a very dis- discerning palate for um, vodkas or clear liqui- liquors in general. Um, vodka is meant to be in the is, words of Ron Swanson, yeah. clear alcohols are for... Rich white women on diets. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing with vodka is it's supposed to be malleable. It's supposed to be a, a non-detectable if you mix it with other things. Okay. But this stuff is uh, like, uh, this is the stuff that it's the quality of the buzz that is different for vodka. It's not the taste. You don't sit like sipping vodka is the dumbest thing you can do in my opinion. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Um, you, you you sip like for those very special few out there. You sip gin. You yeah, sip scotch. You skip sip bourbon. Yeah, um, whiskey, brandy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this stuff is. I guess the best way to describe it is getting a bottom shelf whiskey and a top shelf and you have a hangover the next day. If you do the bottom shelf, same goes for this. You can drink a half a bottle of this and you're not going to get hung over the next day. Okay. It's just, it's clean. It feels clean. Okay. Um, it's good stuff. I, I enjoy it. I thought that was tied for a second. I was like, what the fuck am I looking up laundry detergent? <laughs> Yeah, cognac. I've had cognac before. It's gross. Cognac. I I did not like it. I was like, oh, this sounds classy as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it I, does. And I I drank it, and it's it's fucking horrible. It's um like some sort of French piss bourbon. <laughs> Do we have any Utah whiskey companies? We should. Utah whiskey. Outlaw. Of course, outlaw. I know outlaw. Well, and we also have High West. Yep, High West. Yeah, we we have... We have y- a couple. Utah is very good beer, though. I'll um, say that. Like, and, and I'm a huge proponent of buying local. Yeah. But um, when sure. it comes to my bourbon, I'm very, very picky. Uh High West is good. It's Dist- a good local. Distillery 36. Um, Sounds like a government experiment. It does. Um, a rum-inspired cocktail video. No, thank you. I, dude, I can't read your fucking website. You made... Squish them in there. Someone yeah, was they, drunk when they made this fucking thing. Yeah, so... Oh, it's a rum company. Okay. So... Anything local, when, I'm when I, when I run out of my rum... Yeah. If this is local, I might buy my rum from there. Yeah. But I am I am super particular when it comes to my my whiskeys and bourbons. That's fair. Oh, they have uh I'll even list the liquor stores they that it's carried out. That's Sandy, cool. Sandy, huh? Yep, Sandy, you got Murray. Thirty third and thirty third. Yep. So yeah, I'm always willing to try local stuff. You're putting money back into the local economy. You know, um, yeah. But <clears throat> uh, when sober October is over, I'll have to make you a mermaid water. Okay. Mermaid you, water. Yes, it's it will fuck you up. Is it a lot of alcohol? No, it just sneaks up on you. Oh, <laughs> like the AMFs. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know why they say adios, motherfucker. I can have like four of those and I'm good. We'll see after. We'll see after my break because a month tolerance breaks a lot. So let's pull up the recipe right now for an AMF. And uh, it's goddamn cable. Tipsy bartender. That's a good one. Okay. Adios, motherfucker. God damn it. What? Okay. Preparation. Rum, vodka, rum, gin, tequila, sweet and sour, lime, lemon, soda, and blue curacao. I mean, that's almost the same as your Long Island iced tea, except... The blue curacao. The blue, yep. 
And Very good drink. Sour. Um, <clears throat> so I I have a thing on my phone. I'll pull this up, and we'll make you one. First drink you have okay. after sober October, and we'll see how it goes. Okay. Okay. We'll do it here on the podcast. All right. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Jalapeno cucumber margarita. That's all. Oh, I guess it's not that much. Tequila, lime juice, and agave syrup. That doesn't sound appealing. And sliced jalapenos does not sound appealing to me. But, you know, you never know. Uh, wild wild thing. thing. Cranberry juice, tequila, club soda, lime juice. Fuck, I could just make you a, um, a sea breeze the morning okay. that you're done with Sober October. The morning? The, the morning I'm done? <laughs> so, a sea breeze is a morning drink for sure oh okay it's like a uh, mimosa kind of it's uh grapefruit cranberry and vodka i like how they get away with it's okay drinking in the morning if you mix it with a morning drink like a bloody mary yeah it's like well it's vodka but i cooked it with the bacon so <laughs> it's fine <laughs> so i I, I don't know. Um, if you guys have any particular insights about this current episode, uh, please let us know at cheapshotdiscussions at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you message in, also message in a mixed drink name or some sort of drink that you'd want us to make. We'll try it. Yeah. We will. Even during sober October. Well, you will. I will not. I respect that. I respect the fuck out of that. Frostbite. That looks really good. The frostbite? Yeah. What is it? Rim the edge of your glass. Sugar. Tequila. Cream to cow cow. Blue carousel. So I just have to uh, the blue, uh, buy the, blue the cream stuff? to cow cow. Oh, you have the blue? I have blue carousel. All know? right. Um, like I said, dude, Like I, I built my bar... Um, the the stock for my bar. I don't have a bar built in my house, but the stock of it is built for me to entertain people. Right. I literally want to be able to make almost probably like 97% of the drinks that anyone could walk through my front door and ask for. That's what I want to do. Yeah, that's a good I I respect that. Um this one sounds good too. White rum, tequila, sour apple pucker and apple juice so i just need the sour apple pucker for that nice easy you know, like so so I, i'm almost there yep i'm almost there i just i i really like i'm running out of um surface space on my bar yeah in the dining room so what i really need to do is get on building this actual bar yeah in yeah. there and then i can have some shelves naturally stock, you know, like all the whiskey and bourbon on one shelf, the clear liquids on the other shelf, you know, the 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 liqueurs on the other shelf or yeah. whatever. Um, because on honestly, like, um, for better or worse, I enjoy drinking. Um, but I really want to be able to be a good host. And be able to make, like, if I have a friend walk through the door and they're like, make me a Manhattan. 
I think I've got everything out there to make a Manhattan right now. I think we but, didn't, weren't we thinking of a drink to make? I remember NTO was talking to somebody where we were actually coming up with a drink with like uh, dry ice or whatever. Yeah, we that should do that. Me. So I will do that on Halloween night. I'll just wait until midnight okay. and then right okay. at midnight. So we need to buy some uh, dry fireball. Dry is ice. that what we were doing? Is is fireball? Yeah, for the 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 spice. Okay. Um, I don't remember what else it was. Dragon's breath. I remember we were going to do it for Dungeons and Dragons, so <laughs> yes, I do remember that. Yes, yes, and I I'm still down. Yep. Well, okay. Hundred percent, dude. Like Dragon's breath. But uh, like, really, my goal is is just to be a good host. Yeah. Um, like if you don't want to drink when you come to my house, that's fine. But if you want to, if you want to drink. Like, even a high-end mixed drink that you'd have to pay, like, $20 at a bar for. I want to be able to make that for you when you walk through my front door. Um, That's, I don't know why, but it's super important to me. Yeah, no, I wish I could do that. That's, uh, that's a good thing to, I love this. I love this. How to make Jolly Rancher tequila. What you'll need. Tequila and Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> you just drop the Jolly Ranchers in the tequila and let it sit there. Until it dissolves. <laughs> Hell, yeah. you could make a lot of different flavors that way. You could. Hmm. Interesting. Just buy some uh, clear, like some uh, Patron Silver. and That's hangover material right there. What is it, 1900? Is that another one? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I have uh, whatever my my friend uh, Richie bought me. Um, I moved into my old house, and I'm not a big tequila guy, so I still have the bottle. Like four years later, it's half gone. Um, but he he bought me a tequila, the like Hornitos. That's what like it cactus is. Cactus tequila. Yeah, it's like it's like good shit. He yeah. spent like seventy dollars on this wow. bottle for me um as a housewarming present nice. so um and that was at my old place and he was like you still have the bottle so i'm not buying you another one for your new place nice which is fair um because we're both broke as fuck so <laughs> but yeah i i have a bottle of like really high-end hornitos out there on my bar um like i said if I can ever find Blanton's, I carry that. Uh, when it comes to a pinch, I have Maker's Mark, uh, Booker's for any of my paying guests. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's $15 a shot right there. Yeah. $15 for one and a half. Yeah. Um, I, I've got local gin. Look at this. The Blue Caribbean. So try to pull up a mermaid water. Yeah, no, look, it is a- absinthe. 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 Uh absinthe. Yes, you, it's not abstinence. Abs. Ab- That's just not having sex, which sounds horrible to me. I mean, I'm I'm going through that currently, and it's fucking terrible. Like you don't even need to ask. Like I'll tell you. <laughs> Absinthe. 
have there you go there you go yeah absinthe not abstinence 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 or abstinence it's the same they both end in disappointment dude yes yeah it's easy to get him confused dude if you want to be abstinent just get married man i'm telling you right now yeah (laughs) they tell you like abstinence is the perfect way not to get an std marriage is even better (laughs) rainbow shots i've seen these these are pretty cool grenadine i've got that Sweet and Sour Max, I've got that. Orange juice, I can buy that, no problem. Look at that, you have everything. Yeah, I I do. I really do. I could make those right now if we could find a 24-hour grocery store. So how do you keep the colors separate? (laughs) Fuck if I know. (laughs) That's interesting. It looks like they've got a tutorial video, though. In a shaking tin, gently add ice... Not to splash it. Using the spoon, slowly layer on sweet and sour mix, orange juice, and vodka, respectively. What's the real teal there? The real teal. So, so we're looking at Tipsy Bartender right now. They're they're kind of like their own um, podcast Ooh, this- slash like that. They are totally dedicated to drinking. Yes, um, they are. We're not trying to steal anything from them. Um, oh, no, it's just a website of mixed mixed drinks. Yeah, but they, they make videos. Oh, they do? Yes. Okay. And um, the guy is hilarious if you ever get a chance to watch him. Oh, this is right up my alley. Vodka, apple pucker, blue carousel, and Mountain Dew. I've got everything but the apple pucker. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, like I'm, I'm close to having everything that you could ever possibly want to make in my house. I've realized, and I know, diet soda is not good. It's not good for you to put in alcohol. The mixture of the aspartame and the alcohol does something real bad to your head. I don't know what. I don't remember, but it's not good for you. Well, but you save the calories, so. Um, yeah, so, I, I mean, like, uh, I, I am so close in my, in my house to having Everything. the stuff to, to make all, all of this stuff. I, I've got the triple second coconut rum sitting out there. Yep, so you just need apple, the only thing we've come across that you don't have is apple pucker and... I, a couple of other things. A, just a few other things. Yeah. Like, St. Patrick's Day Mexican Leprechaun Margarita. Do you have melon liqueur? I do not. There's another one. But I have apple juice. I have one. I can get lime slices. Lucky Charm marshmallows. That sounds disgusting. Yeah, Um, that's a little... Oh, you put it around the rim. But I do have the tequila. I do have sweet and sour, so that could be potentially part of the sour apple. I've got pineapple juice. Like, I I mean, I I really do. Like, it is my goal to... Um, eventually basically have that mini fridge that we have sitting in the corner. And you need a goblet. Have one of those at my bar with all the stuff that I need refrigerated to make drinks. Do you think the goblet of fire is a drink? Let's look. Yes! It is. Hell yes. And you set it on fire. That sounds like a horrible fucking idea. Two parts lemonade, vodka... Blue carousel, cinnamon, and 
151 proof rum. Yes. So that's uh, 75.5% alcohol rum. Dude, I would dress up as Dumbledore to drink this. Would you? Yeah, I'd get the fake beard. I'd get a wizard hat. Dude, I, I do not recommend the fake fake beard. Well, actually, I don't know. Maybe just the, a small one. Because uh, it might protect you from lighting on fire. Yeah? Uh, if the beard's burning, it's not your skin. I can just rip it off. Exactly. There we go. The you zombie. You have to be completely sober moving into that, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. What about the... Go, go back to the zombie. Okay. I will in just a second. Let's look at this. Uh, 151 Jaeger mice. Uh, I'm already nope, not interested. Done. Done. Nope. Jaeger's disgusting. Garbage. Garbage. Okay. Okay. So we've Ooh, got this rum, a... light Jesus. rum, dark rum, apricot brandy, overproof rum, orange juice, pineapple juice, lime juice, and grenadine. And garnished with orange and slice of mint and leaves and cherry. That's a that's a advanced drink right there. Yes, it is. That's something you're spending forty dollars on at the bar. Yeah, that's for a lot. sure. Wrecked punch sounds like uh, uh, jungle juice. Yep. Which I have bad experience with that. You have bad experiences with jungle juice. I did. Yeah, I went really? to a party. Uh, I went to a party and I drank four cups of it before the party started, and because it was then good. You don't remember the rest of the party? I remember laying at the top of the stair set at this house. Yeah, and I remember walking, having people walk by me, and my only thought was, Jesus Christ, people are going to fucking like. I just remember sitting there and being like, I don't want this. Like I'm, I'm the guy laying at the top of the stairs, and people are walking by. Like that guy's fucked up, and then they just walk past. And I remember, like, this is the amount of drunk I never want to be again in my life, in public especially. Yeah. At a guy's house, I didn't even really know he worked at Best Buy. So the last time I've ever had experience with Jungle Juice was, uh, God, it was eons ago. I don't even remember the year. It was made in the kiddie pool. That's how much of it there was. That's a lot. <laughs> That's about... It's not quite as much as we had. Or, I mean, we didn't have as much as that. That's what I meant to say. We had one of the the packing, like, boxes yeah. filled to the brim. No, we we had a straight-up, like, one of those, like, $60 kiddie pools you buy from Walmart that are made out of plastic that will, like, take off in a strong wind gust. Um, in a garage full of fucking jungle juice, dude. Yeah? Yeah. It was... I didn't have any of it. I wasn't big into drinking back then. Yep. But I just remember the overpowering smell yeah. of this stuff coming out of the garage. So... I think I have the... Uh... Okay. That was it. And then there was this kid. He drank too much of it. I and, mean, uh, we, we... And he was sitting playing with a foosball table while on the ground. Huh. And then he kept asking us if we if we wanted to have a conversation. He's like, do you want to have a conversation? 
like, no, I'm okay. And he asked like five people. He's like, okay, no problem. No problem. And he laid down and he started playing with the foosball thing. The freaking, that, that was a crazy, that was a crazy night. Look was at that. Was that in Idaho? No, that was, that was in Utah. It was a Halloween party. And, uh, that's some straight up fucking, uh, uh, what do you call it? Purge masks, dude. Yeah, I wore that purge mask. And, uh, unfortunately, somebody stole that mask from me and then raped somebody at that party. What? Yeah. Remember Anwar? Yeah. It was his girlfriend. Someone raped her? Yeah. That's when I stopped partying. That was a big, that was a big reason I stopped partying. Yep. Did they ever find out who it was? Nope. Really? No, but I know that mask was missing because I, I literally had no idea where it was. And then when that when they found out that she got raped, everyone left. Everyone left except me and like two or three other friends. And I had to like pin him against the wall because he was like kicking her in the face. Who was? Anwar. He, her? Yeah. Well, it wasn't it, her fault. She... It's not her fault. She consented, but she was so... She was like, fuck you. I don't want to be with... But she was so, like, so inebriated. So, so here's the thing, okay? They were both inebriated, and he made a so bad decision. I, I'm, I'm going to bring this back to my military times. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the time here, and let's make sure we're good on time. We're about 50 minutes, I think. 45. Yeah. yeah. So one thing they fucking pound into your head ad infinitum in the military is if you're drunk you cannot consent yeah if you if they're drunk they cannot consent yes um if she was quote unquote drunk and quote unquote consented that's not actual consent correct statutory so it's it no it's it's flat out rape it's not even statutory statutory rape is still rape yeah but i mean it's it, it is rape and um why did anwar take it out on her because okay let me let me read need him on here so i can confront him about this let me paint the picture for you they've been together they were together for five-ish years i think we put her in the with my wife for ten. She was. We were all drinking. She got to the point of pretty much blackout. So we take her in the room. Think she's going to be okay. Put her in the room, pillow, blanket, all of that. We go in to check on her. I'm walking in right behind her. So I behind Anwar. So I see this too. She's laid on her back, pants off, legs spread. And sprayed down all over her stomach. And the first thing she says is... Sprayed down as in seam. Yeah. And then the first thing she says is, fuck you, I wanted it to happen. First thing she says. Don't care. Yeah. I I still don't care, dude. Like, the fact that he physically assaulted her over that is completely unacceptable. And he needs to come here. Oh, she physically assaulted me. She physically assaulted him. It was like... But you said he kicked her. It all happened so fast that I don't remember who threw... I mean, he didn't like... He wasn't like fucking beating the shit out of her. He like got up and like freaking just pushed her with his foot. 
And then like, I remember I had to pin him against the wall because he was like accusing me of doing it. And I pinned him against the wall and he starts like, yeah, it, it was a big fucking ordeal, dude. And I remember that night I had, I was the one who had to tell the parents. His, her, her parents? Yeah. Why? Um, Anwar was a, a fucking mess. I mean, at that point, he'd calmed down from the anger and he was just like devastated. And Tony shows up and, and his wife, Tony gets out of the car, asks what happened. I pulled him aside and I was straight with him, told him we don't know who did it. Um, gave him all the details and he was like, okay. Got in, took her home. Uh, they. So that's the same girl I met that one night when they were broken down. No, that was after the fact. That was okay. that was after the fact. Um, she got into meth. She got into yeah I'm pills. She was sexually assaulted and didn't know how to deal with it. It wasn't that. It was more so. She just got involved in the wrong crowds. Her parents have a lot of money. And it was one of those situations. They broke up. She went back to her parents. She got involved in other rich community kids that but are rebellious. But you know what? For sure, it's not a result of that. Because they talked about it. They were together again. They they got back together again for a while and tried to work it out. And then, But it's not her fault. If Liz cheated on me and she was sober... That's one thing versus like being taken advantage of while she's intoxicated by something. Right. Yep. Um, the, the biggest determining factor is I believe when she was sober and they had this talk, she also said that she wanted it to happen. Okay. So that's where, and I don't know the full story, so I can't like. Either way, I still feel like Anwar's a bitch. Yeah. Well. He's a, he's a. A fucking frat boy, but yeah. Either way, I don't know. He's he's been there for me in some situations, so I can't quite be on that that side. Just the fact that you told him what you told him about me, and then he freaked out and didn't want me to show up to help him that one time. Uh, yeah, well, he's living in La La Land too. He's he has reached out to me in situations where I mean, his friends treat him like shit. Kind of like Alex. Yeah, it's very very similar situation, I would say. Like where that whole community treats him like shit, and he's only got like two actual friends outside of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. So I mean, I don't really talk to him much anymore, for you know reasons. Clear he reasons. he invited me this last Halloween. He's like, come to this party in American Fork at this like big house tucked away and it was like flashbacks flashbacks of that night i'm like i'm not going i got anxiety from him just asking me hmm. um that's how i feel when i watch horror movies <laughs> <laughs> it was bad that was that was a terrible fucking night i went back to that house after i went back to that house with just him and his friend that lived there and we just played smash bros but i was just having like freaking ptsd from being in that environment again just like reliving like oh shit that's where isn't that weird that um like what causes ptsd for some people versus other people like um 
I think my wife experiences a, a form of uh, PTSD from her work. Yeah. And it's just because she hears of all this heinous shit that happens. Triggers. To, to kids. But she doesn't experience it herself, but she, she fucking lives with it on her shoulders. Yep. Versus me, like... And this is... What the fuck was that? It was the fridge adjusting itself. <laughs> um, versus me, like... And as bad as this is going to sound, as, as horrible as this is going to sound, I can sit there and listen to a, um, a patient's concerns and their fears. Or... Um, watch a patient die or a family struggle with the loss of a the loss of a loved one and not feel a damn thing yeah about it uh but if you rewind through my past i've been exposed to more right you know like i treated a kid that had his hand amputated right for no fucking reason now here's the here here's one thing about that whole party situation that I still kind of find and a big reason why I I I had the like experience of being like the PTSD of the whole thing is thinking about this is that I feel like I thrive in those type of environments. Like so for example for example the party's going on I feel comfortable uh, uncomfortable during the party people are you know whatever like having fun dancing whatever i just kind of am like go up and talk to this kid i like to have closed conversations with one person like just talk right. shoot the shit when this shit went down and everything went hectic taking control of that situation or being the only one who's like capable of in that whole house because it's just party think party kids being able to like be in the shit and make decisions is exciting to me it's like okay it, it wasn't the action that happened but it was like the most it was the most present i was the whole night okay if that makes sense and that was strange to me that that was you know what that that's really funny that you say that because that's a lot of that's that's what draws a lot of people back to um deployment style life lifestyle really deployment lifestyle yeah is um split second decisions obviously more high risk definitely but um the the idea of having to critically think second by second yeah and um you know I didn't experience anything nearly as intense as, you know, an 0311 kicking down a door. Right. I, I just didn't. But um, I, I, I can understand the mentality of, like, I was performing at my absolute best and highest functioning during this point in my life when all hell was breaking loose. Yeah. And I had to make literally fractions of a second of a decision 
on this or that, and that changed the outcome of the entire situation. Right. Because um, I've been through that. Like when I was treating casualties over there, I would I went through that. It was like, okay, I'm gonna unload these people uh, out of this car. I'm gonna or vehicle, and I'm gonna, you know, start stripping them and flipping them and seeing what injuries they have. It's like, okay, this is priority one. This is priority two. This is, you know, and it's like people live or die based off of that decision right um so i i kind of understand that it's just like a strange thrill almost again not the situation that happened right just the thinking that takes place during it i don't even know if it was the thinking just being able to maintain control in a situation that's like out of control out of control but still be able to like like, I remember when things started, like, fucking happening. I'm like, this is my element. Like, people running out the door. Right, people right, trying to right, figure... Right. I'm, I'm sitting there like, this is what I fucking... This is why I'm here. It, it, and that's funny that you say that. Is because, like, that's exactly how I felt when I was taking care of that mass, mass casualty. Is uh, I, I was um, in that situation. I, I was getting ready to walk to the gym. Um our little fucking camo netted workout spot with my buddy, um, Charlie. And, uh, it's not Charlie as in like, Oh, Viet Cong, Charlie. Uh, his actual name is Charlie. Uh, <laughs> um, combat Chuck, uh, as I lovingly call him Sergeant Gale. But we were, we were walking to the gym and it was like, Somebody saw my my fucking insignia on me and was like, Doc, we need you. And, um, you know, earlier in that deployment, I struggled starting an IV on somebody. Mm -hmm. It like, like, I got pushed beyond my limit for some reason and I was freaking out and I was shaking and my adrenaline was pumping and I couldn't start an IV on this guy. Yeah. But when it came to this mass casualty situation where I was like, oh, fuck, you have five people to take care of. Yeah. And it, it, it's you until backup gets here. Even though that backup was only a few minutes away, it was like, okay, hard decisions right now. Let's go. Right. And I was able to fucking do it. And I look back on that time and I was like... It's a it's it's a time that like still gives me nightmares, but it's also a time I'm extremely proud of. Yeah, you know. But isn't it? Don't you, do you find it weird? Um, like, so even though I was able to be successful in that situation, on the flip side, in just a normal, just a normal based job that I have now, for example, if I have to talk in front of seven people. I don't like it. I don't like talking in front of like smaller groups, big groups, 200 people. I can like disassociate because I don't feel like it's... It's not personal. It's not as personal, right. But I guess there's some level of like, and maybe it was, maybe part of it was security getting a little taste of that, like having the guy jump over the fucking bridge and being like, oh God, this is happening right now. <laughs> um, a little mi mix of that. And then going into a job where people are like, 
gorging themselves with food and then talking about football games and then like it's like what am i doing it's like it feels so meaningless in comparison because i mean security was an easy gig but there were those moments where it's just like oh fuck switch is on fucking something's happening let's go like that one night that you and i were working yeah with the, the art guy yeah Oh, I'm just out here, like, taking artful pictures. With his iPad of all fucking things. Um, so that um, image that my wife tried to send me, like, hours ago just yeah. finally came through. So there's that. Nice. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I get it. And I, I was like, I'm going to go out there and talk to him. I'd prefer not to do it alone. And you came with me, and they were like... And then the company was like, we appreciate the initi- initiative about, like, one of you needs to stay in the room. At yeah, all they got times. mad at I was, us. I was like, fuck that then. I'm not confronting anybody. Right. You know? Like, yeah, I, you don't I, know. I, I, I didn't survive Afghanistan to come here and get stabbed to death by some guy trying to take fucking pictures of a goddamn cooling tower. Yeah, it was, it was so bizarre, too, because he was walking around, but he had a white van trailing him. Yeah. It's just, like, kind of... Yeah, a white, unmarked van. Looked like it should have free candy spray-painted on the side of it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and so, like, when they're like, oh, we appreciate the initiative, but one of you needs to stay in the room at all times, I'm like, fuck that, dude. Like, no. Yeah. Uh Uh-uh. Like, fuck you guys. You're getting all your shit stolen now. Like, if anyone shows up. Um... Yeah, but stuff like that, like, is what you're talking about, right? It's, yeah, it's a big reason I wanted to be a cop for a while is because that seems to be the only thing outside of the military that's put you in that situation constantly. But, but you, well, it's not even constant though. It's uh, right sporadic. Before you, right before you said constantly, I was I was gonna say it. It's not the day-to-day that's like that. Like, the day-to-day in the military is make sure your bed's made with 45-degree corners folded on it. Yeah. You know, know, like, make sure there's no fucking dust on your ceiling fan and this and that and this and that. Um you know that's that's the day to day it's it's really 1% of the job of like oh shit there's something going down right all my focus right now is dedicated to this yeah um so well it's like as a i mean more so as a cop domestic issues that you don't hear about on the news true and uh like showing up in situations that are like this is fucked but at the same time, it's more interesting than sitting around a bunch of fuckheads talking about football and bacon strips at this restaurant that they, like, I'm so, <laughs> well, even, I'm talking about my job I have now. It's just like a bunch they of. They talk about football all the time? Well, they talk about just dumb shit like, oh, did you go, like, dude, like they are so. This sounds like Cody to me. Not even Cody. It's like passing executives that have never been in a situation that's like, if, if like, for example, if somebody came up and said, Hey, there's a guy with a knife downstairs, these people would freak the fuck out. They'd be like, Oh my God. Like 
the type of people that have never experienced anything outside of their comfort zone. Right. They went to college. They did the frat parties. They they went through hell week at the fraternity or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, yeah. All, that's the worst thing they've been through. Right. And it's so like blatantly superficial to me. It's like such a bubble right. that people live in that they they couldn't even imagine being outside of that. And that's all I want to be is outside of the bullshit. Like, I don't give a fuck about, let's have a meeting about how many meetings we should have. Like, how about let's get the fucking work done? That's my mentality. You're going to have a hard time in life, my friend. Dude, I... Because I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And that's a lot of what I see. I mean, even in my education right now. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on that's just like doing it for the sake of doing it and it's got nothing to do with anything yeah and, um that's why i'm more entrepreneur that's corporate america man that's why i like more entrepreneur mindset i'm a shit employee i'll tell you right now i'm a shit employee because i'm very stubborn in the sense that i like things done my way and i will always find a way to pick apart like, okay, why is it done this way? Why can't we do it this way, this way, this way? It was like, well, we need to have six meetings about it. Why? Like, I'll always ask the question. I try to get down to, like, the deep, like, why? Why? Yeah, so, like, why do we need to do this? I used to try to do that in the military, and I was just fucking crushed each time. Yeah. I made good points. Like, I talked about the cubicles, and they were, like, they were talking about, well, it would cost us six grand to rearrange all the cubicles. Like, cool, how much does it cost you to put uh, a standing desk in my cubicle? About the same amount of money. Okay, I could go get a doctor's note from my chiropractor, and you would have to do that through HR. All of a sudden, the director, yes, no, today, he came up to me. He's like, I love your idea with the new cubicle arrangement. Like, cool. Like, they were, do it. but they were almost expecting me to be like, oh my God, the director said that about me. But I was just like, awesome. Let's do it. That's how I, I think that's part of the reason why I had a target painted on my back at, um, in Inner Mountain is because I got introduced to the CEO. Yeah. And I just nodded at him and went about my day. Right. It's like, like they're people. They're not fucking Jesus Christ yeah, or like, the drummer of like, Led oh, Zeppelin. This is Mark Harrison. He's the guy that runs everything and signs your paychecks. So I was like, I don't give a shit. I've got stuff to do. <laughs> I'm so broken out of the hierarchy looking at things like, oh my God, like I just view everyone as another fucking person doing a different job. Yeah. And if, if my job isn't reflect, like unless he's directly like giving me a bonus of 30 grand a month, I don't give a fuck. That's exactly how I felt about Mark Harrison. The problems that I have in my job are because of you, motherfucker. That's my view of it. Like, I, I was trying to get something to eat really quick before, like, running back into the fray at Intermountain. And somebody was like, this is Mark Harrison. He's, like, the CEO. And he, like, shook my hand and was like, it's nice to meet you. And I was like, uh-huh. And I ate really quick and went back to work because it's like, you're not in the trenches with us, motherfucker. You don't know. Like, I've got seven people out there that need me to go wipe their ass right now yeah i'm trying to grab a bite to eat really quick before i have to go run around and like scrub myself with bleach at the end of this day (laughs) you know (laughs) that was like my that was like uh not mike fucking steve at 
Steve, the guy was telling me about who would always do the jerk off motion on the phone with his okay. boss. Okay. Uh, the CEO of eBay came. That's when I was working at eBay and everyone was losing their shit. And Steve's like, he, I remember sitting in the office with him. He's like, what do I give a fuck? Is he the, is he the drummer of Def Leppard? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> And uh, the more impressive thing would have been drummer for Spinal Tap. No, if not, if none of you have seen Spinal Tap, I highly recommend it. Recommend it. It's a rockumentary. Um, it's uh, it's about a fake band never existed. Yeah. Um, they swap out drummers constantly because their drummers just die in random accidents. <laughs> I'd be more impressed by be- meeting this drummer from Spinal Tap than uh, anything else. Let me see if I can find him. That that's him. That that's your that's your coworker. This is my old supervisor. Hold on, let me see. Where's he at? That's him. That's Steve. Really? That's fucking him. That was the guy wow. who said, I don't give a fuck about the CEO of eBay. They filmed this in Utah, this part right here. Yeah, I know. They, they filmed a lot of that movie in Utah, Con Air. He was a jacked motherfucker. He was over 60 and he was benching 315. Um, yeah, they filmed a lot of that uh, on the, the Utah-Nevada border. Oh, did they really? Yeah. Yeah, oh I fuck! I missed that guy. We should get him on here. He's he's so sure. funny. Yeah, dude. Let, let's do it, man. He's fucking Reach hilarious. He's like, bro. He's your contact. Like, bro, I don't give a fuck about this place. I was at the Washington. I was at the West Valley Police Department for thirty years, and now I have to deal with this bullshit. My fucking wife cheats on me. <laughs> I pull open her. Pull open her. Let me tell you this, bro. I opened up her drawer. She had a bunch of dildos in there. What the fuck do I do in a situation like that? <laughs> Is that proof that she's cheating on me? <laughs> no, but she like caught. He he got insight from. Now he works for the federal government. <laughs> Stephen Humphrey. There he is. Oh God damn it! That's him. That's him. Okay fucking love that guy dude i love that guy i just sit in the office not do my job and talk to him all day let's get him on man oh god damn all right i'll reach uh, out to him yeah reach out to him let's talk to him man um he, obviously like you don't have to drink like you're not right now he doesn't have to drink so this is the ceo of vasa fitness I met him. That guy looks like a fucking douche. He's not a bad guy. He's actually pretty nice. He reminded me of Joe Pesci in real life. You know what he looks like? Is Caesar Milan from that fucking Dog Whisperer show. <laughs> I met him in real life, and I started telling him all the problems that Vasa had. And what'd he say? He was like, respected it. He was like, super cool. And then afterwards... because got Vasa, fired. No, at Vasa, they, they didn't care if you smoked weed, so I'd smoke weed all the time. And I was like... I want to have, look, I'll pull up the fucking menu. I used to have a LinkedIn account until I got fired. <laughs> really? Yeah. Rich, here you go. I had conversations with him. I was like, it was great meeting you, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, I believe I have some valuable information regarding the corporate sales division and its revenue it generates. If I didn't think it was so important, I wouldn't have reached out. I truly believe in what you guys are doing and I want to help in any way I can. Thanks for your time. Blah, 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 blah. 
you can reach me on Tuesday at this number. It gives me his personal cell phone. Tried calling him. Didn't answer. Really? At the exact time. So then I started posting all the like proof of all the money I made them and how yeah. they fucked me over. And what do you say to that? Nothing. Look how much I got them. 25,000 views. Uh, website. In 28 directs, days. 278 calls. My boss got all the credit for it. Did he message me back? No. I had all the statistics. Total calls. 650. Like I had this shit. And you know what they did? They used legal action to retrieve it. And now I don't have access to it anymore. People that called because of me. That's ridiculous, dude. Total searches. Total views, 66,000. That's that's ridiculous, man. I literally should have gotten, from one cell, I should have gotten probably a $90,000 commission. And they asked me right before I was supposed My boss asked me right before I was supposed to get it. But to this day, she won't... Uh, I won't, I'm not going to say your name. Just I'll say it. Don't do it. Don't do it because I've been threatened legal action from Vasa before. Like, it's no fucking joke. Well, let's see. She's blonde. Looks like she wears a pantsuit. Um, semi-attractive middle-aged woman. Uh, but it's all politics. It was all politics, and it drove me insane. Like I, I was doing things and the thing is she wanted to be unnoticed. She's like, I want this to be under the radar so we can like be left alone by corporate. And I was on the opposite end. Like, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And then we started getting noticed like the CEO, like I started having conversation with the CEO. She didn't like that. I met the CEO before she did. She didn't like that. So I'll, I'll give a company a hundred percent until they, until they cuck me. Once they want me to, to cuck for the company, I'm right, done. Right, right, right. I'm done. I'm not here to kiss up to my superiors. I'm here to get a job done. And That's uh, fair. Um, I'm really surprised to see those numbers. Um, well, yeah, but I'm a kid, too. That's the other thing that plays yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, it, you, it, in respectively to these people, you are a child. I don't have a degree. Like, what do they see? Well, and they're all middle-aged. You're 24. Four, right, right. I mean, like, so they've got at least twenty years on you in the professional environment, right? Yeah. So let me tell you this, though, Richie boy, if you're listening, I would have made you fucking millions, and I could have done a better job than anyone at your company right now in the social media department. And that's just a fucking fact, dude. Because I know my shit, and I'm not afraid to. Uh, I, I'm not afraid to reach out. And, tell people what's on my mind i think yeah. that surprises a lot of people when they see that i'm capable of doing numbers like that um yeah but so so did you um sign an nda or anything like no. that no i signed a non-compete where i couldn't work for another gym for a year but i did have a deal in the works with humana you ever heard of humana Healthcare? yes of course i orchestrated a deal to get everyone with humana Healthcare a discount for vasa fitness and give all of Humana's employees a discount three days before the deal was going to close. And that would have been an $80,000 commission fucking cash. I got cut. That commission went to the house, which is the boss. To this uh, blonde middle-aged girl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So after that, I kind of went into a drinking frenzy for a while. 
I raised Uzi. That was, I mean, that's what got me through it. But dude, I understand, man. When I when I got, um, granted, I got cut from my job for different reasons, but uh, I mean, it, it was a it was a hard hit for me. And you know what? I'm gonna just say this flat out, like, um, I lost my job because I own up to my mistakes. Yeah. That's it. Like. I lost my job because, you know, if you confront me with something that I've done and if I've actually done it, I'm going to tell you, like, yes, that was me. Yeah. And that's what happened. And um, I'm still looking for work, so I'm not going to say exactly what it was. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, at least I'm fucking man enough to right to own it you know like it, it fucking sucks and i i started i started drinking a lot more when that happened you know that first week or so was really hard for me um i've made a decision though if uh if that ever happens again i'm gonna make them think that i killed myself with them on the <laughs> other line that's right you're telling me about that yeah I'm going to pull out my handgun and just fire a shot into the wall and it's going to go silent and they're going to be like, Dallas, Dallas. And I'm just going to walk away from my phone for like half hour and they're going to sit there and worry about it. "Ah, ah," And just end the call. No, no, it's not even going to be that. It's just going to be like, okay, I understand. Bang. Silence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I, love I can it. patch a fucking hole in my concrete, dude. Like, <laughs> I love it. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, it, it's bullshit. It, it really is. Um, I can accept when I make a mistake, but uh, uh, part of the reason why I was fired is because I threatened to kill myself. So I'll just throw that out there. Thank you, um, Intermountain. The other part was something else, and I'm not going to get into that. Uh, I said it as a joke. It wasn't taken as a joke. So, yeah. Uh, but apparently they have a policy at Intermountain Healthcare where you can't threaten harm to yourself. So if you're not a happy-go-lucky employee and you feel like killing yourself, um, they can fire you over that. Yeah. Uh, it's in their manual. Um, so there's that just Uh, so you guys know, um, yeah, whatever, man. Uh, if it, if that ever happens again, um, I'm going to make the other person on the other side, the other side of that phone shit their pants. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't 100%. I realize I'm just going to like keep them on the phone long enough to load my fucking gun and fire it off. I'm going to put earplugs in and everything. I'll, I'll be perfectly fine. You know what I've learned over the years of working is do the bare minimum that you're fucking required. Yes. Because if you go above and beyond, They're you're going to get that. milked. You don't fucking volunteer for anything. Do you know what Navy stands for? No. N-A-V-Y. Never again volunteer yourself. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's true, dude. It's true. You get fucked over. Your work gets exploited. You get fucked over. I remember, dude, I came to work. I came to work so blazed on edibles because it was okay there. Everyone did it. My boss did it. Vasa? Yeah. I would okay. go into... I would so, go, so the blonde chick did this? Oh, yeah. Okay. And I would have conversations. I would be like, she's like, how do we target? How do we target employers so that we get their employees to 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 gain interest i'm like you don't target the employers what you do is you target the millennials what do millennials want they want in they're they're demanding right millennials are entitled you market to them they deserve a free membership they deserve it if their boss isn't giving it to them it's a shitty job and then leverage that so companies that we already have if we advertise that this company is already giving their employees that and we advertise to millennials like you deserve this, they're going to pressure their boss into doing it for us. The boss doesn't know us. The boss knows his employees. If, if an employee tells him, much, much better. She didn't like the idea. I was like, okay. That's honestly, that's... I feel like that's a pretty decent strategy when hire, it comes to something like that. You hire a millennial to do a millennial job. Like I know how to talk to kids my age. I know how right, to work. Right, right. And I'm I'm technically a millennial. I'm an exlennial, whatever the fuck that means. Um <laughs> but yeah, I mean like your your average workforce now uh for uh, especially for your entry-level positions, the bulk of your workforce is going to be a millennial-aged workforce. Yeah. So if you can market to them and push and pressure the boss into bending to their workforce's will, then then you've got them. But, yeah, yeah I mean... It got bad when I left. They threatened to call the police if I didn't get out of the gym. I went to the gym to work out. They're like, it says here I'm supposed to call the police. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I walk out. I, I tried calling Jason, which is like the VP of fitness something. Doesn't answer. Text him. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm being told that I have to. That At Vasa? Yeah. Like, so you went to go work out in the employee gym? Not even just a normal Vasa gym. You can go in there, scan your barcode, go in. They're literally like, it says here I'm supposed to call the cops. Like, does it say why? It says that you're a danger to employee or danger to people i was like are you fucking kidding me i got fired i didn't even leave on a bad note like they just said this job isn't a good fit for you and they asked me i got fired on a bad note and i've still been back to my previous employer to visit family members and such your job went up in flames Oh, fuck, dude. Not just the job, the town and the bridge along with it. But not the hospital. No, no. Not the hospital. That stayed That stayed un. That is untouched. It's still 13 floors of its former glory. Oh, 14, if you believe in superstition. No planes uh, flew into it. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing fucking happened because um, a lot of what I say is in jest. And people can accept that. Anyway... Um, fuck, dude, we're running a little long. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm willing to keep talking if we're going to run over, but, uh, yeah, like the hospital still there, still taking care of people. Um, still fucking over families and keeping them in poverty. 
part of that. Yeah. So speaking of that, um, my mom got treated at said hospital not mm-hmm. too long ago. Um, my mom is unemployed. She's been living off credit for over a year. I'm super concerned about inheriting that debt personally. You legally can't. So legally, if you don't have the same social security number and you didn't co-sign, you are legally not obligated to it. You can disassociate. Because personally, like, I, I don't know. Like, I... As you guys know, at this point, if you've been listening for any length of time, um, I don't like my mom. I love her. I don't like her. I'm not willing to sign off on any of her debts. Uh, but, like, I and I, I personally don't know how much time she has left. No one knows that um, from person to person. Yeah. But she is in a crippling amount of debt. Uh, if I were to inherit that right now, I'd have to claim bankruptcy. Yeah. Period. Why doesn't she do that? Um, cause she's fucking retarded. Uh, anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I can't do it, man. Like, uh, she got hurt, which is no fault of her own, but she got hurt. And added on to this debt uh, that she's been amassing for over a year. I'd wager to say that she's probably like 60, maybe 70 grand in the hole. Yeah, that's... Without owning a house. Um, Yeah, that's bankruptcy worthy. Unless you can... Bankruptcy stays on for seven years. Unless you're paying back 10 grand a year. It's and, and uh, you know, my wife and I, we, we have our house, we have our credit cards, we have our cars. Um, we've already got our own shit going on. Um, I could not inherit that from her. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, my mom has made some very horrible fucking decisions as a human being when it comes to finances. And... Uh, I just hope she doesn't die before she pays it off, man, because uh, I don't want to deal with, the, even if I'm not legally re- responsible to it, yeah. I'm going to be, at, at to some degree, legally involved in proving that I'm not legally responsible for it, you know? Can you inherit debt? When a person dies, his or her estate is responsible for settling debts. There's not enough money in the estate to pay off those debts. Oh, wait. In other words, the estate is insolvent. The debts are wiped out in most cases. In general, you can only inherit debt if your signature is on the account. Well, I haven't signed for shit. There you go. So, Is family responsible for deceased debt? Uh, heirs are not typically responsible for debts when you die. That doesn't mean it just goes away. Instead, the obligations transfer from you to your estate. So as long as you're not... I, I have no signatures. Exactly. So, so there you go. You're free. That, that's fucking, that's good to know, man, because that's one thing my wife and I have been talking about is, like, we need to get her on track because uh, if she doesn't get shit in order, then, and this falls on us, we're, it's going to be fucking painful. Well, there's your, there's your uh, answer. 
Um, cool. I mean, honestly, for her situation, though, she should file bankruptcy. She at, really should. At this point, there's no reason not to. Um, she's been in a divorce proceeding for over a year. Uh, the attorney she's working with has been doing it pro bono for six months. So is it still not? It's, it's still not, not done. done. Is there? So will she inherit money once that's done? Yes, but the question is how much? I mean, after all your legal fees and everything else, I mean, she's been racking up credit card debt right and left just trying to survive, you know, like she's going to get X amount of alimony per month plus the equity out of the house, but is that going to even touch what she owes? That's what she should do is file bankruptcy before all that happens. Because, like, if my wife and I say... We were to divorce, and we split our debt 50-50 right now. Mm-hmm. Sold the house yeah. at 70 grand worth of profit. Mm-hmm. That would not be enough to settle debts on both sides. And that's what my mom... That's the situation my mom is in. Right. So... Yeah. Like, she... I don't know. She's a fucking retard. Yeah. Well. Um, love you. Don't like you. There's a big difference there, in my opinion. You can love somebody and not like them. I'm obligated by blood and, uh, what is it, like, genetics. Yeah. The natural order of things to love you. I don't have to like you, though. Um... Yeah. So. Well, man, hour 30. Uh, we're looking at. We're here. Midnight 30. Yeah. Um, you said you want to go to coffee when? Probably go at like 830-ish. So get like seven and a half hours and then go? Yeah. I'm willing to do that. Um, I'll go with you, but I'll just drive myself and then study afterward. Okay. Um, make sure you contact me before you head out. I've got to take care of my dogs for the night. Yeah, man. Uh, this has been Cheap Shot Discussions with Caden and Dallas. Email us at cheapshotdiscussions at gmail.com. Um, subscribe if you haven't already. If you like what you hear, if you don't, then move on. We yep. really don't give a shit. Uh, we're doing this for us, not you. Um, yeah, man. Cheap shot discussions, baby. Signing off. Fuck, I'm tired, dude.